This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to your game day edition of the Cards Cast. Louisville welcomes in Wake Forest to Cardinal Stadium for what is the final game of the 22 regular season. Louisville going to honor a bunch of seniors today. I'm Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McKimmon, joined by Demling and Jody. It's, you know, 2020 has been crazy, um, and it didn't go as originally mapped out. But really, you know, what a blessing and what a benefit for Louisville to get their basically their entire schedule in for 2020. Uh, yeah, it's it's been <laughs> weird at times, and it's been times when they, you know, I thought they were going to get it in, and then they didn't, and like this game's been scheduled three different days, last yeah. Boston College four different days. It was just a matter of being flexible and trying to get everything in. But again, I think the ACC and University of Louisville did a good job of of uh, of making sure um, that the protocols were followed, and the, and the ACC put together a pretty good plan. I. I I know Vince was part of that uh, uh, that that group that initially started that with the ADs, and then you know Matt Summers and the and the training staffs both you know at the at, at football and now with basketball, uh, you know they've tweaked things as as we've gone. They've moved things, you know timetables and 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 quarantine days and all that kind of good stuff have changed a little bit. But throughout it, the one thing that they've continued to do is they've continued to play football. And uh, even though at times it hasn't been great football, there's been a lot of turnovers (laughs) and there's there's been a lot of uh, of losses that have mounted up. It's it's a crazy year. And and to get 10 games in um, is uh, is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and now here we are. um, You know, 18 seniors are going to be. honored uh, prior to the game and and you have a great story up that you posted a couple days ago at cardinal authority um speculate on a number of these seniors that uh, could benefit from an extra year uh, in college uh, you know something that's you know kind of one of these rare things that 2020 has brought about because of the covid pandemic the ncaa allowing seniors an opportunity to come back for, for various uh, reasons you know different things at different schools some schools not participating kids opting out so um you know they, it's a great benefit that these players have obviously the 2020 season hasn't gone really as anybody you know wanted it to go with no fans in the stands and the, and the list can go on uh but I, I do recommend anybody go out you know go check out that story if you haven't seen it yet but it is going to you know, it'll be a little bit different, you know, prior to the game. Obviously, it's not going to be a full house again. You know, it's very limited attendance. Um, you know, which, you know, on that note, there has been, you know, a nice, you know, I guess amount of fans at each game, the ones that have been allowed to come in as far as uh, the capacity of Cardinal Stadium. So it, it has been nice to have a little bit in there and they'll get the, an opportunity to applaud and, and stand for for these seniors that will be you know, honored prior to the game, guys like, uh, you know, Rajay Burns and Robbie Bell, CJ Avery, Camden George, you know, Juwan Puma Pass, Dorian Edwards. I mean, it's it's a really, you know, important class, actually, uh, that uh, Louisville's going to be honoring on, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, pregame on Saturday. A lot of guys that have been around for a long time, CJ Avery, Robbie Bell, Cole Bentley, Maurice Berkeley, Rajay Burns, Marlon Character, Camden George, Derek Dorsey, Dorian Etheridge, Des Fitzpatrick, Jared Goldwire, Mitch Hall, Isaiah Hayes, 
Roscoe Johnson, Jawan Pass, Tavares Peterson, Ian Pfeiffer, and Rush East. So guys that have been around a long time, guys that have played a lot of games you're talking about. Um, you know, you're talking about Dorian Etheridge leading the team in tackles for a season when he was a youngster. You're talking about C.J. Avery leading the team in tackles the last two years. Um, you're talking about Cole Bentley starting, you know, games at three different positions during his career. You're talking about Robbie Bell, who was the true freshman starter uh, with Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, you know, it was never under center, uh, but with Lamar Jackson back there, back uh, during uh, during his senior, you know, or during his final year, you know, so you're talking about. A, a number of guys, um, and, and Des Fitzpatrick obviously is going to end yeah. up being one of the top five receivers. You know, he is top five touchdowns. He could, if he gets one, he can be top five alone and and distance himself by one from Tutu Atwell. And he, if he gets 108 yards, he can be in the top five uh, of receiving yards. And Mitch Hall might be the most important guy of, of this entire list because. I'm not going to jinx him and say what he hasn't done in four years, but, uh, but as a long snapper, there's, there's certain things you have to do. And when you're perfect for four years, it, uh, it, 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 it's really cool. Now, with that said, Michael, I think eight of these guys will probably end up coming back. It's my gut feeling that they'll get eight of the 18 back. I think CJ Avery, Rajay Burns, I think C.J. Avery and Rajay Burns, um, as far as defensive guys, main guys coming back, I think Mitch Hall will come back uh, for another year uh, as the long snapper. And I think Cole Bentley, Cam DeGeorge, and Ian Pfeiffer will will make it back into onto the roster next year. Um, and, and, and that leaves the eighth one. I'm, I'm up in the air. I, I know I, I know a lot of people would, would like to have Marlon character back. I'm not sure Marlon will make it back. I do think Isaiah Hayes will come back. And I know a lot of people will cringe because he's made, he's been in the middle of a lot of, of tough plays or bad plays, I guess this year. Um, but he is one of the locker room guys. He's one of the, the better um, locker room influences. I'll say it that way, I guess uh, 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 that they have on defense and, and, and it, it would be big for those young kids if he could, uh, if he does come back for another year, uh, is what I've been told. Now, those are all my kind of guesses. Um, after trying to, you know, I don't think the coaches have technically even said, "Hey, yes or no." I think they've just kind of broached the subject with, with the guys. Um, and and so we'll have to wait and see. You know, next week is signing week, and then uh, and 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 we'll also probably get some announcements. I would imagine. Uh, in the next couple of weeks as well. But if they could get a portion of that eight coming back, um, I think it really bodes well for, for the future yeah. and, and for next year. And, and Michael, I think these guys tomorrow, I'll, I'll be very interested. Does Puma pass get a run in his, in his last game? Uh, I mean, yeah. look, Scott Satterfield, Scott Satterfield has had a tough week. Um, Scott Satterfield knows that Puma pass is, is a, is, I, He's a fan. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Is it fan favorite? Is that the right way to put it? Because because I don't know that that people I think people respect Puma for what he's been through and what he kind of had to go through uh, more than than more than what most people, most quarterbacks get during their career. Does, Does he get a run tomorrow? I would I would I would hope so. You know, whether, you know, it's 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 planned or 
or Louisville enjoys such a great day that the opportunity presents itself or whatever the case may be. But I would hope to see that we see Puma at quarterback. You know, and he's a guy yeah, I think but, but because, because Michael, of, he's the only <laughs> one of the 18. Robbie Bell, I believe, is injured. He's not listed on the de- depth chart this week. So I, I think he definitely yeah. I think he's injured. And I know Maurice Berkeley is injured and, and will be unavailable. But 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 besides the two injured guys, Puma Pass is the only guy on this list that doesn't play right now. Every other guy sees a lot of action on this list. Yeah, and, and Puma's a guy, you know, I think his persona uh, attracts uh, the fans. I mean, he's just a, a great guy. You know, they sent out the, you know, the graphic earlier in the week. He's got his degree, which, you know, is a fantastic thing for him. And and he's a guy that even though, you know, highly rated coming out of high school, has never complained, you know, when he gets, when he gets banged up that somebody else basically took a, a job that he thought was probably going to be his. You never... You know, never heard a, a bad thing come uh, out of the the Puma Pass camp, and and I think you're right. I think a lot of people really do like him. A lot of people really pull for him. You know, he's a great teammate uh, and somebody to have around. So, uh, you know, I would like to see you know Puma get an opportunity to shine. And how cool would it be to see him, you know, participate in a touchdown, maybe even throw a touchdown pass in his final game as a Cardinal? I mean, that'd be a fantastic moment. Yeah, he's been he has been the ultimate team guy for the entire time he's been here remember he was you know he was Lamar's backup he sat and he waited for his time and uh, you know he got his time and then 2018 just just was not the year that anybody was um was expecting um uh you know from from any side of it and then when the coaching changed he really had a good he had a great uh uh he had a great fall camp when he, uh, you know, when they, this new staff got here, a spring and a fall camp, and and they were high on him. They were high on 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 Cunningham, but they were also high on Puma. And uh, and 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 when he got injured in that game, it just never seemed to be kind of the same for him, you know, moving forward. So uh, a very good uh, a, a very good teammate and, and a good guy to have around. You know, some some other guys that we talked about that. I mean, Cole Bentley, Robbie Bell, Cam DeGeorge, guys on the offensive line who have been through uh you know DeGeorge is a grad transfer the other two guys have been through uh, the ups and the downs here and a lot of uh, of time uh as far as um uh, uh what they've done uh and, it, and it's kind of like I, I i they michael they've they've been through the bad times but they've they've yeah. also helped created some good times you know yeah i mean it, that's a group that is certainly you know received its share of barbs for for their performance and, and unfortunately for the offensive line you never really get really you know an over amount of praise when you're doing well it's just it's kind of like mitch hall if you're doing well nobody talks about you you know so they get a lot they've had a lot of barbs thrown their way and and they've earned some of those barbs as well but yeah this is a group that they came in you know that they they basically fell in love with Dwayne ledford when he arrived and you know how can you not when you know, Mrs. Leffer's cooking up some fantastic cookies, um, even though they've been really been able to participate in that in 2020. But yeah, it, it, it's a group that, that that is really helping to gel uh, the future of the Louisville program. And, you know, they, they could have easily have given in, but instead, you know, they open themselves up to being taught uh, and to be improved. And, and it's been an up and down year, but, uh, you know, but they have shown, I think, in, in my opinion, continual progress and continual focus you know, on being a, the better group and they've gotten some praise. And again, they've gotten some barbs as well. Um, you know, and, and rightfully so, but you, you look at this group and another guy, and you mentioned him earlier, this Fitzpatrick's a guy that, you know, it seems like he's been around forever. One of those opponents probably think, man, this guy's been here for 10 years. 
you know, yeah. a guy, another, you know, just like Puma and really everybody on this list, a fantastic teammate, um, has done everything that's been asked of him, has never complained if he didn't get enough balls coming his way, whatever the case might be. I mean, Dez is, you know, and now his younger brother's coming on the team. He's been a, a great leader, not just this year. We talked about it when we were talking, chatting with him the other day, following uh, one of their practices. I mean, he's been a leader almost since his freshman year. I mean, he's just got that kind of, you know, mature uh, persona about him. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that th- this roster will miss once he's gone off to the NFL. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, 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 it's it's a it's a cool list of 18 guys that have been yeah. through uh, that have been through a heck of a lot uh, at the University of Louisville. And I'll say this of all the guys I think that have that have played really well this year. So so I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. The guy that has played as well this year as anybody on this list, in my opinion, and a guy that has been huge for the defense is is Marlon character because he yeah. stepped up as that second yeah. corner. Uh, opposite of, of Trey Clark and, and has been really, really solid uh, for them. I do think the MVPs of this senior class this year, um, I think it's kind of it's kind of try co MVPs, to, to be honest. <laughs> um, and, and, and I would use Dez with CJ. I mean, CJ Avery's been the leading tackler the last two years for this team. He's got four double-digit tackles this year. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to give him grief, and uh, you know he's been involved in a couple of plays that uh, it was kind of like, okay, where's where's CJ at? And 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 he got beat on a couple things. But this guy has made play after play after play during his career. And then the third one for me, uh, it might be a little bit of a surprise, but it's Jared Goldwire because I think the defense is so much better. Uh, when when he is in there and the one guy that I'm going to just throw his name out there because I know I was there on signing day when he signed um, there was a lot of uh, of hype about him he maybe didn't turn out uh, to be uh, you know the, the 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 defensive lineman that maybe we thought that he could be but he does so much on special teams and he has had to play a couple games this year especially during the COVID uh, issue times and and he played well and that's Derek Dorsey so a local guy uh, on this list as well. So uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good group, and uh, I, I'll be excited to see them go out, and hopefully they can go out on a winning note. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, even though he didn't come in with this group, he's a grad transfer. I think you got to consider Camden George, you know, as one of those MVPs as well. I mean, a guy that's played all, you know, up and down the, the offensive line has been really a mainstay whenever, you know, Ledford's needed to plug somebody in on that offensive front. Uh, DeGeorge has been there for him. And, and again, you, you look at this group, and a lot of times with these senior class, you know, about half of them you're familiar with, you know, and the other half may have you know, kind of been, you know, special teams guys or, or scout team guys the rest for the majority of their career. But when you look at this list, I mean, it's like you said earlier, it's a group that has, you know, really played and participated and made an impact uh, during their, their time as Cardinals. So, uh, you know, an impressive class that needs, that really deserves to be honored, especially through all they've gone through the, 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 the end of the Petrino campaign. And then, you know, last year with the amazing uh, bounce back and get into a bowl game. And now the, the crazy, 2020 that they've had to deal with as well so you know tip of the hat to, to all them and, and what they've met to, to the Louisville football program yep no doubt about it it's a big week um you know yeah. you know we don't have to recap and go over we all know exactly what has happened uh in the last uh, in the last seven days with Scott Satterfield and uh, uh you know he went back and forth and and he didn't um he, he didn't you know he he he, he says now uh, you know that he apologized um, he did apologize on Monday, but then said some other things. And uh, I, I, Michael, it's it, it, it. He learned a lesson is, is the way I yeah. look at it. He's um, learned a few lessons. You know, <laughs> you know um, a, a big lesson of 
of how to handle this situation. Um, you know, it's not a it, it it's not an apology. Of, you know, it's not us being apologists or us being, you know, uh, taking sides or anything like that. But uh, you know, Scott Satterfield learned a lesson the hard way with what he did um, with what he did here um, this 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 last week. Um, I think it. I think had the original statement been a little different, um, or had there not been an original statement and he just would have maybe dodged it or, or at least talked about it, uh, you know, instead of putting out a statement, I think things could have been different. Um, I thought Monday he was very sincere and I thought Monday was a good apology. Um, and, and then unfortunately the press conference went on. Um, uh, I do think the letter to the fans was a very big step in the right direction. You've never seen another coach, do that. Um, and, and, and obviously, and, you know, we've had other coaches who have, who have done the same thing that he did uh, here in this, in this situation. And we've had some coaches leave and some coaches stay behind. So um, in my opinion, um, Scott Satterfield wins tomorrow. He gets a, uh, uh, this, he continues to keep this class locked up for next Wednesday. And then he wins some games next year. And uh, I'm not, saying that everybody's going to forgive and forget or that anybody will forget. Um, but, I, but I think that uh, he would be well on his way to being back uh, perfectly in good standing with the fans uh, if, if he can do those things. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, you know, one thing that's important is we need to, and I think most people do realize that fans look at things a certain way. Players look at things a certain way and recruits look at things a certain way. Um, and I think what this has done, uh, you know, the flirtation with, with South Carolina and how much of it, you know, was really, you know, his interest or not doesn't really matter. Uh, but from a fan's perspective, I think what it's done is the same thing that every coach in front of him has done is it's just kind of cracked that window a little bit to the, where the Cardinal fans, at least a portion of the fan base is always going to say, hey, this guy's all, you know, this guy's going to be looking every time a job opens up. They're going to be starting to, you know, search Cardinal Authority or other, you know, the inter interweb scene if Scott Satterfield's name's attached to it. And that's just the reality of things. And that's not exclusive to Louisville either. You know, but when it comes to the players and, I, you know, and, and I know there was a lot of discussion when they started shooting out their, their uh, support of Coach Satterfield, whether this was a coordinated uh, effort or not. I think it would be silly to think that it wasn't somewhat coordinated, but it's one of those things where, you know, the, you know a few players take the lead and then. Others kind of jump on the bandwagon and say, you know what, if they're going to be so public about their you know, their support for the coach, then, then I'm going to do it as well. But coordinated or not, I thought, you know, it was a, one of those things that needed to be done, as we discussed on the message boards, to start getting this whole mess out of the mud of things really to say, look, look, the locker room is not lost. I mean, it, it, whether it's coordinated or not, if a player does not like their coach, they're not going to go on Twitter and say something. They're just going to remain silent. You know, um, and then, you know, to your point about the, the letter that he sent out to the season ticket holders, I thought that was another fantastic idea um, to me. You know, and Jody, we've talked about this uh, multiple times, you know, from his press conference. Yeah, he certainly could have answered some of the questions a, a little bit better. I suspect, you know, if he could rewind the clock and go through that press conference again, he probably would. He would word things a little bit differently and it would sound more like the letter that he sent out um to the season ticket holders. But I think when you look at Scott Satterfield, uh, whether you agree with him talking to South Carolina or whatever, I think he was trying to be as honest as he could in that press conference. Again, didn't word it, you know, exactly as you would, as you had hoped, but you know, 
regarding interest potentially about other schools. He was honest with you, you know, and, and if any other coach is in a similar, you know, unless you're Nick Saban or, or even, you know, Dabo Sweeney has had his name floated out there. Most coaches uh, will have an opportunity to have, a, a, if they're doing well, another school come after them. And if they're going to be honest with you when you're asking a question such as that, they're going to have a similar response, you know. But, you know, it's just one of the things, like you said, you know, go out and win, hang on to the recruiting class, and then get 2021 underway. Spring practice will be here before you know it. You're going to have kids on campus in January, and you can start focusing on that future and then, you know, become a winner. Um, and if he, if they're able to go on that goal and what they say is to be one of the best teams in the ACC, top five annually in the country is what he said the other day, then a lot of people are going to start to forgive and, and forget. Um, you know, and so that's basically what it comes down to when you're a head coach is you got to win. And if you don't, it's going to get ugly. Um, 25 know, so. day, 25 days until, uh, those kids are on campus. So there's not much time yeah. between now and then between now and then. And we have a game on, we have a game, we have a, a signing day and, uh, and we've got about a bunch of decisions on guys, if they're going to come back or not again, uh, the bottom line is to ra- and to wrap this up. This is uh, uh, not meant to be a podcast on on uh, on <laughs> yeah, what has true. happened this week, but to wrap that up, I mean, look, we're not used to a coach being honest with us <laughs> and telling the truth. And uh, and quite honestly, um, when he got up there, I thought that uh, he probably told the truth in a couple spots that he maybe shouldn't have told the truth, or maybe should have <laughs> massaged the truth a, a little bit more. But uh, uh, and and those type of situations are very tricky. There are not. Um, many coaches out there and, and, and unfortunately or fortunately, however, what you want to look at it, we've had a couple of coaches here at Louisville that have been masters at those type of press conferences because they've had to do them multiple times or because that's just the way they were. And, uh, and, and Scott Satterfield, obviously not used to that kind of tricky press conference. So, uh, so again, we're, uh, we're we got game day. We've got a signing day. We've got all kinds of things going on Louisville and Wake Forest today. Uh, I, I'm I'm saying I'm saying 59, 56. Oh no, we already did 50, 62, 59. We already whatever it was last year. We we did that last year. I'm saying the biggest number today over under on onside kicks because last ah. year it was four, I believe, is what it was. And I'll say. Uh, if we go over four onside kicks, then we're in for a very good, very good game. Uh, I would, I would probably say uh, this game might not be as many points as as we think it will be because both teams have, you know, Louisville had a week off. I mean, you know, they've uh, Wake Forest has only played one game since Halloween, yeah, uh, like and that was that game against yeah. North Carolina on November 14th. So. Uh, interesting. We've got our game picks up. We've got a game preview up and uh, uh, a little a little salute to the seniors. And uh, once this is uh, uh, this is over today, we'll have a full coverage of it. And then we'll turn into signing day mode uh, with the 22 commitments that are expected to all uh, 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 sign on Wednesday. We've got that for you. And again, we'll have a Monday weekly podcast kind of leaning into or going into uh, signing day and talking about some basketball for Michael McCammon. I'm Jody Demling. This has been a special game day edition of the cards cast. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.